It is best not to respond to insult and to happily accept even a bad result. A person that is quick to forgive shines like the sun. An insult accepted means future punishment is undone. And uh, with that, this week I'll be talking, continuing in Shmer Delash and Shar HaTivuna, and um, talking only about the eighth chapter, Perikhet. Uh, so the Chavetz Chaim speaks about this Mida of Savlanus, of patience. And what is the essence of the Mida, the, the Mida of patience? What is someone that's patient? It's a person that can accept anything that happens to him. So um, in Avos Derevi Nasan, he says that you should accept sorrow and you should forgive someone that shames you and insults you. And the Chafetz Chaim says that it becomes much easier to have the ability to guard your speech, to watch what you say, if you're able to accept insults. Because very oftentimes, Lashon Hora is the result of a response to someone that maybe insulted you or you felt like insulted you. So if you're able just to accept an insult, you're much less likely to go on attack mode and unfortunately speak Lashon Hora against them. Um, and the Chavetz Chaim says the mindset that you should have is if someone insults you, you should say, well, this is because they're insulting me because um, basically God wanted them to insult me because uh, <coughs> our sin, my sins are causing them to insult me. Uh, for example, David HaMelech, when he was confronted by Shimi Bargara, who cursed at him, who threw stones at him, David's servants wanted to take revenge against Shimi Bargara. And David said, no, David said, Hashem told him to curse me and basically accepted this terrible rebuke from Shimi Bargara. And as a result of accepting that curse, accepting the, the curses from Shimi Bargara, um, David HaMelech merited to be the fourth leg of the Holy Markava, the Holy Chariot. Now, um, the Chavetz Chaim says, a person quick to forgive shines like the sun. And that comes from Shabbos 88b, who said, it says that a person um, who's, you know, who's insulted and who doesn't respond to the insults or who responds to hardship with happiness and with love, that type of person shines like the sun at its peak. Now, the Chavetz Chaim talks about three different levels of someone with savlanus, of this character trait of patience. So the first lowest level is a person who, it's true, he doesn't respond to an insult, but he does still answer his tormentor. So really, a person should just totally accept it. So the fact that this person, even though he's not res- directly responding to the insult and, and speaking Lush and Hora back at him, he still answers his tormentor to try to defend himself. So that's the lowest lever- level. The second, a better level, is that a person doesn't answer his tormentor at all, but he feels bitter. He feels like he really wishes he could answer. He wishes he could, you know, f- strike back. But the only reason he doesn't answer is in order to avoid, to avoid more insults against him. So that's the second level. And the best level, the top level, the third level, is that you are able to accept suffering out of happiness because that person loves Hashem. So the, the very top level, again, the thing that we're striving for is to accept suffering even out of happiness. Um, and those other two levels are sort of levels below that, that they're still better than striking back and, and insulting the person, but responding, but not with an insult or not responding, but wishing that you could respond. Those things are not as great as accepting your suffering with a sense of happiness. Now, there's a story that uh, the Chavetz Chaim brings of Rabbi Zalman was traveling with his brother 
uh, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin. And at a hotel, the innkeeper there spoke very, very harshly to these two brothers and refused them a place to stay. So Rabbi Zalman, he started crying. And his brother, um, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, asked him, so why are you crying? Uh, are you insulted by the words of the of the hotel innkeeper? And um, and Rabbi Zalman responded, no, I'm not insulted by those words. It's because I felt slightly insulted. Not, I wasn't actually insulted. That's not why I was crying. But I just felt a tinge of insult from the words that he spoke to me. And I realized the reason why I'm crying is because I realized I haven't lived up to what Chazal said in Shabbos 88b, that those who are humiliated by others yet are not humiliated are smechim, are truly happy. So he was crying because he realized he didn't achieve this level of being truly happy because you should be able to be insulted and humiliated by others and still not be humiliated by that and you should be happy. And those people are truly happy. So because Rabbi, Chaim, sorry, because Rabbi Zalman was slightly insulted by the innkeeper you know what what the innkeeper said he recognized in himself that he was he was lacking complete happiness he was lacking this this level that Shabbos 88b speaks about who where you can be humiliated and nonetheless accept it wholeheartedly with happiness now the midrash tanhuma in parshas yitro says that a man must be happier suffering than when he experiences good times why because um he would have, if he only experienced, if a person only experienced good times in his life, he would have never had any chance for his sins to be absolved. That basically by suffering, sometimes somehow your your divine your sins are sort of divinely forgiven and you're not punished uh, in the next world, so to speak. So because the Midrash Tanchuma in Yitro speaks about this person, that it's an amazing thing. We normally would think we're happier when we feel good. However, the Parshat Yitro, it says in, 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 in the Midrash, says that you're actually, you really should be happier when you're suffering. Why? Again, because you realize, you recognize when you're suffering that this is good. This means I won't have to suffer so much in the next world. Now, Midrash Tanchuma, now in, um, in uh, Tetze, Parshat Tetze, says that a man must give thanks to Hashem um, when he suffers. Why? A similar reason, because suffering... Um, has the ability to bring a person closer to God. And I think, you know, we're seeing this to an extent in Israel right now with the war that we're seeing, of course, tremendous, uh, really unprecedented suffering, at least in, in our generations um, in, in Israel right now and, and really in the broader Jewish community. Nonetheless, it's bringing all of us closer uh, as a unit together. It's bringing us closer closer together. And that's a very unique quality of suffering. And that's in a way why we should thank God for the fact that he makes us suffer because we're able to sort of unite and be stronger and closer than ever before. In Mishle, it says, Hashem corrects one that he loves like a father corrects his son. So this is kind of an interesting thing because normally a person thinks that, you know, he doesn't like to be punished. However, you think about this relationship of a father will reprimand and correct his son. That's very unique because a father wouldn't reprimand and correct someone's someone else's kid. A father only corrects his own son. So the fact that we're suffering means that Hashem himself, our father, so to speak, corrects us out of love, of course. The reason the father's correcting his son is out of love is because he loves him. And so too, when God makes us suffer in a way, it's ultimately for the same reason that uh, God would only punish us if he viewed us as his own child, so to speak. Now, we should accept hardship with the same joy 
as a flute makes you feel. That's in the Midrash Nechuma, that that uh, hardship is beautiful and as nice music as flute music makes you feel. That's how excited you be, should be to accept hardship. Now, Gehenim, um, apparently, this is a very Kabbalistic thing, don't have no idea what this really means, but apparently Gehenim, the fires of Gehenim, are 60 times as strong as the fires here on Earth. And the um, the Rambam says that, sorry, the Ramban says that an hour in Gehenim is worse than all of Eov's suffering combined. Now, the discom- so therefore, the discomfort of accepting insults in this world is far and very much easier than the punishment in Gehenim. So basically, it's better to be punished in this world than to be punished in the next world. So it's if we can accept our punishments here, that punishments there will be lighter, so to speak. Now, in the Sefer Acharedim, it says that there's, he speaks about a scale, that on one side of, you know, an old-fashioned scale where you have a weight on one side and you put, you know, your beans on the other or something until they're level. So the the Sefer Charedim says that you, on, on, you have a scale. On one side are all your sins weighing you down. And how do you counterbalance that? On the other side are all the insults that you accept. So the more insults that you're willing to accept, basically the... Um, the 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 less the the less amount of punishment that you get on the side of your sins. Now, the easier for a person to accept it's easier for the person to accept insults than to lose wealth. The Chavetz Chaim says, for example, he says, imagine losing all your wealth in a fire or something in your house. That's a tremendous amount of pain. So it's really, in a lot of ways, kind of a tremendous thing that it's actually easier to be insulted than to lose our money. So therefore, the Chavis Chaim says we should gladly, and sometimes we're willing to lose our money in certain instances. So that means that we should, we should gladly be willing to accept insults. Um, and uh, in Yoma 23a, it says, whoever pays no attention to insults against him, Hashem, in turn, won't pay any attention to his sins and will be forgiven and um, won't take offense to the sins that are against that person. So if you pay no attention to all the insults that are spewed against you and, and sort of the haters that are hating and whatnot, that if you just let those things roll over you, so too God will let the sins that you've done roll over you and, and not punish you for it. In Rosh Hashanah 17a, it speaks about Rav Huna. He became deathly ill, and as a result, Rav Papa told his students to bring burial shrouds to bury Rav Huna. However, it was too soon. Rav Huna recovered, and he was fine. So Rav Papa, of course, was very embarrassed by by you know Rav Huna, by making Rav Huna feel like he was about to die. So Rav Huna explained to Rav Papa, he said, "It's true. I was actually supposed to die. You were right about that. But since you insulted me by bringing me burial shrouds even before I had died, and nonetheless I accepted that sort of embarrassment, then because I accepted the, that embarrassment." Um, my decree of death was actually forgiven. So, you know, generally a person shouldn't bring the burial shrouds until after that person had already died. Because Rav Papa insulted Rav Huna by bringing his burial shrouds before he had died, and and nonetheless Rav Huna accepted that punishment, accepted that embarrassment, in that merit, he really was going to die, but in that merit of accepting the punishment, he was forgiven and lived longer and made a recovery. Now, um, the Chavetz Chaim says how important it is to make savlanis, how important it is to make this I, this mita, patience, a, an integral part of your personality. And the Chavetz Chaim says you shouldn't accept a position of authority if it's not for a mitzvah purpose. Why? Because it'll ultimately bring you to Lashon Hora. If you're accepting a position of authority just for some general reason, you're going to have to insult your competitors and those that are against you and speak Lashon Hora against them. 
Now, the Chavetz Chaim says in Sanhedrin 14a, um, it says that you should try to stay out of the spotlight, try to stay out of the, um, you know, out of sort of center stage. As a result, you'll live longer, probably again, because you're less likely to be inclined to speak Lashon Hora against those that try to push you out of that spotlight. And even a businessman, the Chavetz Chaim says, should really try to stay away from dishonest people in order to avoid Lashon Hora, because a businessman that's constantly around dishonest people, that's going to have an effect on him, and in turn, he's going to speak Lashon Hora about those people, and, and it's going to lead him down a very bad track. So to recap what I spoke about, so again, this is in Shemir Lashon, Shar HaTzvuna, in, um, in uh, Perik Chet, the eighth chapter. So the Chavetz Chaim speaks about Savlanus, this, this Mida of patience, that you should be able to accept anything that happens to you. In Avos to Rabbi Nasan, he says you should accept sorrow, you should forgive being shamed, forgive being insulted. And the Chavetz Chaim explains that it's much easier to guard your speech and to make sure you don't speak Lashon Hora if you're able to accept insults. Why? Because you should think that, well, my sins are, my sins, the things that I've done wrong, are causing these insults to happen to me. David Amelech, for example, he was confronted by Shimi Bargara, who cursed at him, who threw stones at him, and of course, David's servants wanted to take, take revenge against Shimi Bargara. Nonetheless, David said to his servants, Hashem told Shimi Bargara to curse me. So therefore, because he told me to curse, because, you know, he was told to curse me, why would I get mad at him? He's just a messenger. And in that merit, David merited to be the fourth leg of the Holy Merkava, the Holy Chariot. And again, why? Because David was willing to accept, okay, this person's insulting me, but that's because God sent him and he accepted the, the punishment, the insults. Now, a person that's quick to forgive shines like the sun. Why? Because in Shabbos 88b, it says those that are insulted, who don't respond, those that who respond to hardships with happiness and love, those types of people, people that are able to forgive easily, shine like the sun at its peak. Now, the Chavetz Chaim speaks of three different levels of Savlanus, that there are three levels that we should ultimately try to reach the top level. So the bottom level is a person who doesn't respond to an insult, but he does still answer his tormentor. So yeah, it's true, he doesn't speak Lush and Hora against the person insulting him, but he still responds to try to defend himself. That's the lowest level. The second level is the person, he doesn't even answer his tormentor. However, he feels bitter. He wishes he could answer. And why doesn't he answer his tormentor? Only because an answer would is would just lead to more insults against him. So the only reason he's not answering is to try to avoid those insults against him. And the third and the top, the best level, is that you should accept suffering, not just out of you should ex- not just that you should accept suffering but really feel bitter about it. No. You should accept suffering out of happiness. Why? Because of your love for, for God. So Rabbi Zalman, there's a story about Rabbi Zalman, was traveling with his brother, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, and they were at a hotel, and the innkeeper spoke very, very harshly to these brothers and refused them a place to sleep. Rabbi Zalman, he started crying, and his brother, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, said, well, so why are you crying? Is it because of the, the harsh words that the innkeeper said? And, uh, Rabbi Zalman said, no, 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 it's not because of the, the words that, it's not because of the harsh words that the innkeeper spoke to me. It's because I felt just a twinge of insult. I was a little bit insulted when um, that innkeeper was saying those things about us. And I realized that I'd fallen so short of what Chazal expects of me in Shabbos 88b. It says, those that are humiliated by others, yet are not humiliated, are smechim, are truly happy. So because this, because Rabbi Zalman was a little bit insulted, 
he recognized that he was not he he was humiliated. He was he was not living up to the level that he should have lived up to. That in the face of insults, in the face of humiliation, he should have actually been happy about it. And because he was feeling like he fell short of what Chazal asked of him, he started to cry. That's why he was crying. He wished that he could have lived up to that level of being totally able to accept any insults that came his way with happiness. In Midrash Tanchuma in Parshas Yitro says a man should be even happier when he's suffering compared to when he experiences good times. Why? It's very counterintuitive. Why? Because then when you experience, if you experience no opposition in your life, no, you know, no tr- struggle, then that must be that your sin is never absolved. Your sin's never forgiven. So when we experience struggle, that's a sign that our sin is forgiven in this world. Also in Midrash Tanchuma, in uh, Parshat Tetze, it says, a man must give thanks to Hashem when he suffers. Uh, why? Because suffering brings people closer. And I spoke about how, you know, what's going on in, in Israel right now, that the terrible attacks have actually brought us closer to God, closer to each other, um, counterintuitively, kind of. You would think that sometimes uh, bad things would cause us to be torn apart, but actually bad things have caused us to get together more. In Mishle, it says Hashem corrupts, up, um, sorry, Hashem corrects the one that he loves like a father corrects his son. So I spoke about how a father, he's not going to, a dad is not going to reprimand some random kid on the street. No, a dad is only going to correct and reprimand his own son because he believes in his own son. He loves his own son. He wants his own son to do well. So too, God is like our dad in a way. And God himself, the only reason he would correct us is because he views us as his own son. And he views that we have more potential in us than, than, you know, the normal person off the street, so to speak. And that's why he gives us hardship. So we should accept hardship. With the same joy, as Medrash Shanchuma says, we should accept hardship with the same joy as a flute makes you feel. So just like a flute, hearing beautiful music makes you feel so happy, so too we should accept hardship in the same way. Now, Gehenim has fires that are 60 times stronger than the fires here on earth. And the Ramban says that, Ramban says, an hour in Gehenim is worse than all of Eov's suffering combined. So therefore, the Chavitz Chaim says the discomfort that we have when we accept an insult here is far, far easier than the punishment that we'll receive if we don't accept the insult in uh, in the next world. Now, the Sefer Charedim says that you should view life sort of on a scale. And one of those old-fashioned scales where you had a weight on one side and then you put something else in the counterbalance side and you could figure out once they were level that it was the same weight. So the Chavitz Chaim says, or the, the Sefer Charedim that he quotes says that... Uh, that on one side are all of your sins weighing you down, and to counterbalance that on the other side are all the times that you've accepted insults. So basically, the more we accept insults, the less sins that we have. And it's easier, the Chavitz Chaim says, for a person to accept insults than to lose all his wealth. A person could, you know, it's a terribly painful for a person to lose his wealth, and it's almost easier to accept insults. So the Chavitz Chaim says, because we're sometimes willing to lose our wealth, all the more so we should be willing to uh, accept insults because it's easier for us to accept insults than losing wealth. Now, um, in Yoma 23a, it says, whoever pays no attention to different insults against him, in turn, Hashem won't pay any attention to his sins. So if we're able to ignore insults that are thrown against us, so too God will ignore our sins again, that we should be counted against us. Um, and that we should we should you know totally forgive we shouldn't take offense to any sins against us in rosh hashanah 17a the uh 
Gemara speaks about Rav Huna. He became deathly ill, and as a result, Rav Papa told his students before Rav Huna died to send in the burial shrouds to bury Rav Huna in. However, Rav Huna actually recovered, and Rav Papa was tremendously embarrassed. He was embarrassed that he sent the burial shrouds before Rav Huna even had died, and Rav Huna ended up recovering, and, and this must have been a tremendous embarrassment for Rav Huna. So Rav Huna comforted Rav Papa and said, actually, I was supposed to die. I really was supposed to die. However, because you insulted me by bringing my burial shrouds even before I had died, because you insulted me in that way, yet I accepted that insult. I didn't seek, I didn't try to stand on my own honor and, and try to defend myself. In that merit, my death decree was forgiven. Uh, and the Chavitz Chaim says how important it is to make Savlanus, to make this character trait of patience such an integral part of your personality. He says you shouldn't accept a position of authority if it if it's not for a mitzvah purpose. Why? Because it'll ultimately bring you to Lashon Hora. That when we accept a position of authority, it's very often times that we have to fend off against the haters, the competitors. And as a result of fending off against those people, we'll be very, we won't have much patience and we'll be very quick to to throw Lashon Hora around to each other, which is a terrible result. In Sanhedrin 14a, it says it's best to stay out of the spotlight and you'll live longer as a result. Why are you going to live longer? Perhaps it's because when you're sort of in the spotlight, when you're the center of attention, everybody tries to push you out of the center of attention so they can stand in the center of attention. So on the way down, on your push out, it's very often times that you're going to die, so to speak. So it's better to just stay out of the spotlight altogether. Altogether, you'll live a longer life. And it says... A businessman, he should really try his best to stay away from dishonest people. Again, why? Similar reason that when a person, when a when a person's around other people that are dishonest, it sort of is inevitable that you have to speak lush and horror against them. And of course, you should. That's just going to lead to bad character traits. So it's best to try to stay far, far away from dishonest people that you're going to sort of join in, and join their clan, be dishonest with them. Uh, now the. To read my poem, it says, It's best not to respond to insult and to happily accept even a bad result. A person that is quick to forgive shines like the sun, and insult means future punishment is undone. And with that, this has been Shmir Alashan Shar Hatavuna, and uh, in the eighth parak, uh, uh, Chet. And uh, with that, Lachaim Lachaim.